This is the Gizern Roastcast. My name is Philip Ackerblom and I'm your host. Let's go down the rabbit hole of knowledge, experimenting and how to build a business over a cup of coffee. In this episode, I will have the honor to talk with Dimitri Borodei. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah, uh, Philip, you pronounce it uh, like similar like right but a little bit not but it doesn't matter so i'm dmitry borodai and uh, i work for in coffee like uh, for last uh, 17 years i think so and uh, i work in, on a totally different uh, position and uh, now start from uh, as a barista and then working in a sales manager department and uh, then uh, last 15 years, I think so, I working in a coffee quality. So, and in a coffee quality, I work as a roast master, as a trainer barista, and uh, as a green buyer. Uh, but, uh, of course, my passion was uh, in a roasting side, because uh, roasting, it's uh, one of the process when you can affect the quality of the, like, uh, final result as you know yeah and uh, i work on it uh, a lot of time so actually i compete in a ca uh, championship and uh, seven times i don't remember i think seven times uh, champion in russia in different disciplines uh, it's kind of uh, two times cup testing two times uh, bruce cup one as a barista and two times in a roasting but uh, for last uh, three years, my focus under the, my own business, not uh, like championship or something like that. So, and I uh, established my own company three years ago uh, and uh, working now like uh, on creating uh, my own uh, coffee brand. And uh, that's called the Welder Catering. Now it's a small company, about like 20 people work here. And roasting about uh, 12 to 15 tons per month of green. And all the coffee what we roast, we buy direct, uh, like mostly buy direct from the countries. It's um, like you were recently in Colombia. Yes. So we travel mm-hmm. actually like seven, five, seven times per year in different countries. And the uh, next trip will be in uh, Guatemala, Costa Rica, and Honduras. I, nice. I think we will set up one trip for three countries. But recently was in Colombia because uh, that's a part of our society. We really love the coffee and uh, not like a business. Uh, we actually love coffee in uh, like all the sites. And uh, we have a two farm in Colombia. So we mm-hmm. bought a piece of land. So that's a small farm. Uh, in total, it's uh, 10 hectares by land, but yeah. uh, under the coffee, under the production, will be about 7 hectares. Our first farm called La Violeta, mm-hmm. and the second farm is the Campania Libertad. It's oh, nice in name. Uh, the Bell of uh, Liberty. That's, uh, yeah, we not change the second name. The first name, we change it. But the second name, we really love it, mm-hmm. and uh, we just uh, just leave it. So the, the farm's located in uh, south of Villa, yeah. uh, near with uh, Timana the, uh, municipality, as you maybe you know that one. Yeah. It's uh, really close to Pitalica. It's the south of Villa. It's a really nice terroir. So the first farm is between 17 and 1850 
hundred meters. It's about one thousand eight hundred fifty-two meters is the highest point, and the lowest uh, one thousand seven hundred and uh, six, sixteen meters. It's a small farm. We will grow in there cedra, geisha variety, also hava, which is Yava. I, I don't know how the people pronounce it. Usually yep. they pronounce it Hava, but many people pronounce it like Yava variety. So actually we have their uh, Castillo and uh, FSAs, which is a hybrid in uh, between Colombia, Catimor and uh, Katura. It's uh, resistant for the rust and many coffee, uh, like uh, troubles with the leaves and roots. The good variety, high productivity, normal taste. So, and we will grow in little bit of mocha uh, variety, which is a really good one. And uh, the small, small beans, but really sweet, you know. So that's our Colombian side of coffee business. Uh, it's not a coffee business, it's kind of coffee life because, you know, farming is not about business. Uh, you put uh, a lot of money to the land and uh, you don't know where, when, uh this uh, money will come back to you but we're ready for that one for us is a kind of part of us is not like a business we just want to grow in coffee and uh, i really like it i love it that's my loveliest part in uh, our uh, daily operation (laughs) nice so uh let's speak about roasting or what yeah yeah of course that's that's the idea with this um Roastcast. So uh, I'm a supporter of the idea that in the world we haven't any uh, roasting degrees. So it's not a light roast, medium roast, or dark roast for me. Yeah, is a uh, like only kind of two, three type of roasting. So because we roast coffee for drinking, and that means we need to roast the coffee to the way uh, how we will brew it. So, and uh, in uh, this side, uh, we can choose only two different weight, which is a filter coffee, for example, and uh, espresso coffee, because uh, it's a totally opposite drinks. One is a really low TDS and really low uh, concentration of tastes. And you need to uh, preserve all the like uh, descriptors, all the like uh, clarity of the cup and uh, acidity and the brightness. But for espresso, where is the concentration is uh, really high, uh, high TDS, and uh, on the first plan, you will have uh, not uh, brightness and acidity. You need to make a balance in a cup and the sweetness and a really nice body. So in the first uh, part, brightness, acidity, and uh, flavor in the espresso part, we will have like kind of sweetness, body, and uh, balance, yeah? That's uh, my opinion. Almost like all the uh, style of uh, roasting, in my opinion, need to be uh, light. You can roast darker, uh, but uh, while the coffee will have oil on the surface, that means it's over-roast. Yeah. Because the oil in the surface usually is not about experimental elongated fermentation. Because uh, on uh, this fermentation, you can have oil. It's okay. But uh, for normal uh, like type of fermentation, like normal washed or no normal natural, yeah. oil means over roasted because oils uh, is uh, really bad for oxidation. Yeah. Because um, if you have oil, oil oxidate like really fast, and that will affect the cup really bad, and is not good for taste, of course. 
that's how we can choose the darkest way of roasting. And uh, on the other side, you have a brightness, but uh, the brightness is uh, also about the roasting degree. Uh, it doesn't mean like uh, if you have a uh, uh, light roast, super light roast, it will be the brightest taste. No, because after the crack, uh, coffee can be like uh, without any taste, just uh, uh, sweet paper, like cellulose. Yeah and nothing and uh, you need to develop a really nice acidity which you have uh, like by the terroir or by the fermentation it doesn't matter uh, right now but uh, you need to develop it yeah yeah and uh and now we can speak about the roasting style yeah yeah, yeah. because it's uh, it's really interesting to <clears throat> to see how you can change the flavors with the different heat parameters that you can use in roasting. So uh, the, uh, my opinion is that, like if you have any, haven't any uh, roasting defects, which is like uh, uh, can be like a super roasty, toasty taste uh, or underdeveloped, we can say that is a roasting style. Yes. Yeah. But if you have any defects. It will mean is not roasting style is a roasting defect. Yeah. You cannot say on a roasting defect that it's a roasting style <laughs> because it will be not true. And uh, so many roasters have a really underdeveloped uh, coffee or um, like underdeveloped espresso. And in my opinion, is no way for omni roast. Omni roast means bad espresso and bad filter. Yep. That's only my opinion. You need to understand it. I'm not saying that is uh, true at all or something like that. Yeah. But uh, for last 15 years, I not saw any uh, good omni roast. So I mean, like uh, it can be okay in a filter coffee and okay in espresso. But if you will roast this coffee with a two different way, it will be better espresso and better filter coffee. Yeah. That's what I mean. So Omni Roast, it's a kind of compromise in the quality. We will have an ep we, we will have an episode just about talking about Omni Roasting later on. Okay. So, and uh, uh, in uh, roasting styles, uh, the most important part, of course, is that uh, energy transfer. Yeah. Yeah. To the beans. Yeah. And uh, you need to understand that you have a two type mostly two types like uh, instead of radiation you have a two type it's a conduction and convection and for the people that like are not so experienced roaster how would you define these convection and conduction for them so i mean like kind of you cannot roast only one convection or conduction it's impossible because like for example in any roasters uh, if you roast more than one bean uh, you have conduction because the beans can preheat not only from the drum, the beans will preheat in, uh, the beans from the one bean from another bean. You understand? Yeah. yeah. It's a kind of energy exchanging. Yeah. And uh, if you have a bigger batch, you will have more uh, stable transfer, energy transfer. La lower batch size is uh, not so stable, but really fast uh, energy transfer. And you need to understand that. In my opinion, for espresso is like kind of more important uh, convection yeah. than the conduction because the conduction is always about the brightness because the conduction can uh, kind of do for you not inconsistent uh, roasting and your beans will be a little bit different uh, color on the surface and inside 
And many people think that is bad, but in my opinion, is not bad because uh, the these differences create the uh, the bigger variety of the taste inside the coffee beans. Yeah. So I mean, like uh, if you have little bit inconsistent uh, roasting, is much more uh, better for filter than the super consistent roaster. Roasting inside the beans, I mean, like one color, because uh, this uh, inconsistent uh, can can give you uh, the variety of the descriptors in a taste, and coffee will be brighter. But of course, for espresso, it's not so good, and the convection uh, energy is much more better for the balance and uh, for body and uh, for like normal sweet cup. But uh, in uh, my opinion, if you have fully convection, like more than like 80% of convection energy, you will kill the brightness. So I mean, like uh, convection always not so bright in a filter, in my opinion. I, I can roast like in a conduction rosters much more better than uh, in a convection. How can you control these uh, variables like when you roast coffee? Uh, it's uh, not so easy because uh, all the rosters have uh, different levels, but usually it's kind of, I can show you direction. Yeah. yeah. So uh, lower RPM of drum, yeah. it's more conduction. Higher RPM is more convection. Also about the pressure inside the drum. Lower pressure, high conduction. Higher pressure, high convection. But you need to understand that or uh, you will have overpressure. Yeah. Where is a, like a, you will have so much cold air which will be not preheat enough and your energy transfer will be not so effective. Uh, in different roasting uh, machine, different sizes, it's different numbers. Yeah. So you need to you need to choose uh, your efficiency uh, like uh, in front of machine because sometimes like different model of machine like the same size and it's totally different machine you know so on a one machine we roast like uh, 45 rpm and another one 55 and the result the same so you need to understand that uh, like if you roast on uh, one gisson 50 rpm and uh the same like uh, volume size of probot 50 rpm it will be uh, not the same yeah. Because uh, RPM is not about like rotation. It's about how the beans rotate inside. But construction of the drum inside is really important when we speak about RPM. Yeah. So only uh, only like uh, totally equal drums can give you uh, with uh, the same RPM, uh, the same like conduction transfer. So in, the, in my opinion, in a Gissen, the lowest RPM, what you can use, it's about 42, I think so. Below the 42, it uh, will be overheating of the beans. But for the Diedrich, for example, 42 is a normal and bigger RPM, for example, yeah? Yeah. How do you discover how low you can go with RPM? Uh, I choose, so I did a, a lot of tests with RPM. Yeah. To be honest, like when you choose the RPM, you need to put low, uh, lower than uh, half of drum volume. So for example, on a six kg machine, you need to put like two kg. Okay. And uh, like conduction will affect the beans a lot and you can see how it's affect. So below the like 42 RPM is uh, totally inconsistent roast and totally short and uh, a lot of uh, conduction and uh, like, it's 
really close to uh, like uh, roasting defect. So a lot of conduction give you in a normal roast degree kind of you know candle. It's kind of candle. I I I uh, call it candle taste when yep. you have uh, a taste of candles in a coffee like. Uh, just to chew in the candles <laughs> so i mean like it's uh, kind of a lot of bad uh, taste inside of uh, roasty toasty of the beans and uh, mm. like if you go lower you just overheat the beans so and in this time you need to find like a, a level of convection uh, transfer energy which is uh, always good for the coffee is it is it possible to like taste the coffee, like what uh, what kind of uh, roasting machine it's been roasting on? Could you taste like uh, this is from a conduction roaster or like this is more like uh, from a convection roaster? You know, it's uh, always about uh, when you kind of taste cup by cup on a two table, on a one table, yeah. And uh, usually like you, you, I cannot say in a cup that's a conduction or that's a convection. But if I will drink all the cups on a table with a normal uh, roast style, uh, the same coffee, the same people will roast it on the like different machine, uh, you will see the differences. Of course, if you will cup the blind, only one coffee and you don't know what is the roasters, roast master and you will uh, cup it, you will never say that it's a Loring or it's uh, like, uh, for example, Gissen Diedrich or another machine. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I saw the differences, how the people uh, change the machine and uh, their uh, roasting style is really changing. Mm. So in uh, espresso, better but in uh, like a uh, filter in a bad way but uh, to be honest uh, this point of view is uh, uh, really valuable when we speak about the coffee 85 86 points but if we'll speak with you like about the convection or conduction uh, and the big volume machine all the big volume machine is convection machine as you know yeah, yeah. Uh, is not conduction. So after like 100 kg is uh, usually, you will have a kind of a classic uh, drum, classic girder, but it will be a lot of conduction, uh, convection inside. Yeah. So, and uh, in uh, my opinion, in a shop roster, so I will never use uh, the drums more than uh, 20 kg, 25 kg for filter because uh, is uh like dismiss the brightness in my opinion but uh 15 kg is a fully like a good machine for the bright taste so and uh, if you have a really big uh, batch it will be about the consistency not about the brightness yes. because uh you also have uh, this effect which is a uh, when the crack start you have a spread of crack yeah so it's not starting properly uh, if you will have a really big batch, you know, it's starting, uh, start to starting slowly and you not understand how the development, uh, time is going good or not good because it's, uh, a lot of, uh, convection energy inside. So, I mean, like, uh, the big volume, big batches is uh, always about, uh, consistency, not, not about the brightness yeah. and the big batches is, uh, really, uh, better for espresso stuff, yeah? Uh, so for the normal, nice, uh, balanced espresso. But uh, like for, I'm thinking of like for the people who are like starting to roast, they usually start with, you know, like 
time and temperature. And then when they know about like how they should work with their profiles, they are thinking about yeah. uh, like the airflow and the drum speed and so on. How how do you th how should they think when they start going working with convection and conduction, like in, instead of uh, focusing on time and temperature? Okay, so the first rule: not change a lot during the roasting. So uh, we use convection and conduction profile in our production place uh, daily, but we will never change it a lot during the roasting. So, I mean, like, lazy profile is the best profile, in my opinion. And you need to understand and you need to start experimenting when you fully understand how these movements will affect the beans taste after roasting. It's not an easy question when I say that, okay, you need to uh, make it like uh, now. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I just can uh, show the direction. So, if you need more brightness, more kind of uh, brightness of descriptor, more taste, you need to go to the conduction side. It can be uh, lower, uh, like shorter time of roasting and lower RPM, less airflow. If you need more uh, balance uh, and uh, sweetness in the cup, it will be a bigger time of roasting, higher RPM, uh, and more uh, convection energy transfer. So that's how I usually give the advices. You cannot say when you need to uh, choose, uh, like uh, which profile you need to choose before you not understand the like, uh, point where you stay. Yep. So, and this point is always taste because it's not a color of the beans. It's not a, like a consistently of the co color of surface and the color of the beans inside is always taste. And this point give you direction. So I need more sweetness, body and balance. I go to this side. I need more brightness, like uh, descriptors and uh, bright acidity. I go to this side. Yeah. Yeah. So first, so first decide like what you're going to use the coffee for before you start to change in your profiles. Of course. Never. Uh, so the firstly, like in my opinion, roast master is not a roast master. Is a, in front of the roasting machine. He is not roast master. He is a button pusher. He just uh, push the button and that's all. That's that's what he do in front of the roasting machine. Yeah. He is a roast master on a cupping table. When he decides what he will do on a, a roasting. So the biggest work uh, of the roast master, what he will do. He will do on a cutting table when he decides how he will change the cup profile and we, he will use his skills on a roasting profile. But please not use it in front of the roasting machine because many people just like uh, not roast masters, they are kind of loggers, you know, they uh, put a lot of marks on a cropster. I see some data logging of the, some uh, roasters. That's a crazy. I mean, like they, during the roasting, they put like uh, maybe 20 marks. I did this one, yellow stage, this one, this one, this one. Why you do it? If you're roasting 55 batches per day, you will have time to do this one because it's impossible. But in the same time, it's not necessary to the coffee quality. So you roast one, uh, you are in a target of your taste profile. Good. Not in target, please. Choose the instrument, what you need to uh, change mm. 
between like uh, to like go to your goals. But um, the people thinking that okay, I will choose like convection and conduction many many times during the roasting, and is not so uh, right because the temperature inside is not what you have right now. It, that what uh, what you has like two minutes or one minute before. So if you need to change temperature right now inside the drum, you need to change your gas two minutes before, you know? So you always see the past, not the future. Yeah. And uh, the future is only can be rate of rise, but uh, I mean, it's not normal data to change the profile. I mean, uh, like uh, the transfer energy is not immediately. So it never happened immediately. Mm. You need a time to transfer the energy to the bin, you yeah. know, you plus in the gas and the, you, you will have a, like a rise in the temperature, but that not means like a bins receives this uh, energy immediately. So, I mean, like uh, it's not so easy to do it uh, during the roasting. And uh, that's not my advice to like changing a lot of gas, a lot of RPM, a lot of uh, like uh, drum speed and a lot of like uh, pressure inside. No, no way, never. And uh, but, I, I, I cannot do <laughs> But But if we take like a case, so I buy, if we buy like a Kenyan coffee and you want to enhance the bright acidity in the Kenyan coffee and you want to use it for a filter, how should I approach with my conduction style in the roasting? So the, the first approach, it's uh, not uh, loading inside. So the first conduction work is starting uh, on a load. Yeah. I, um, in my opinion, you don't need to load inside more than uh, three quarter from the uh, batch size, uh, like a nominal. So if you have 15 kg machine, no more than like, for example, 12. Yeah. yeah. But in a practice, in my opinion, 10 will be better. It's a first working like uh, with a high uh, conduction because uh, like you need uh, less beans inside the drum. Then you uh, rotate, uh, you, you need to precise your drum speed uh, and uh, like uh, you need low rotation. Like in, so, in the beginning or like change it in the middle or where do you change the RPM? So you can change it during the roasting, but it's not a point of... So if you want to change it uh, during the roasting, uh, you need to change it in a second class after drying. Because the first time, the drying process uh, needs to be more consistent. So in the start, my advice, give more RPM to dry the coffee more consistently. Later, you can change it. Yeah, like uh, you go lower. But I never did it. Uh, in a production roast, only for experiments. So in a production roast, we choose the RPM. During the uh, roasting, it will be only one RPM. Okay. So for our roasting machine, for filter is a 50 RPM, for espresso, it's a 57, 60 RPM on the one machine. And the second machine is 45 RPM and uh, 55 RPM for the espresso, yeah? Yep. So lower on a filter, higher on a espresso but it's not biggest difference yeah. as, as you see yeah? yeah because why is it because like production is not uh, only about the super quality it's about consistency and how is it safe to work like with this style because if you have a really low rpm yeah and a lot of hot air go to your uh, chimney 
you can have catch the fire after like 25 uh, batches on this uh, uh, like profile. So I mean, like safety is always uh, have a, like a point, you know. It, it's is there any risk going too low with the RPM? Of course, if you have a low RPM, and if you if you can imagine the classic roster, yeah, you know how RPM is working. Yeah. So the air go to the only one way. It's in the middle of a drum and go to the pipe, yeah, outside. So if you have a low RPM, you not put a lot of beans when the drum rotate. Just imagine the drum. You not put a lot of beans on a hot way uh hot air way so it's not on a way you know they're not across in a lot and in, in this way you will have a lot of hot air in the pipe so the air will be not working super efficient as you understand you're not so when you give more conduction that's not mean you reduce air no you're not uh, you cannot reduce air you just not use it. So low RPM means the air is the same hotness, but you not use it because the beans not rotate uh, properly on a way of the hot air. And you just not use the hot air a lot and use more conduction. So in this case, uh, you have not so stable uh, uh, heating of the beans, but hot air go uh, into the pipe. And you will have really big differences between the ET and BT. And uh, it can be really big dangerous. So, I mean, like, uh, that's a crazy. That's why a lot of uh, roast machines have alarm on uh, some temperature of uh, ET. Yes, because if you can, like, uh, roast uh, on a really low RPM, it can be really dangerous. It, it, like the second case, I was like, if we take a, like a Central American coffee, like uh, Guatemala or Honduras coffee, and I want to use it for espresso, how should I work with the convection? Uh, so you need to uh, put more. So in our production, we just put more uh, like uh, RPM, drum rotation, and put more uh, uh, pressure inside the drum. So we just put more air, yeah? And uh, yeah. roasting in this case will be slower uh, because you have a lot of air. It will be slower and much more consistent. So for example, like Kenyan filter, we roast for 10 minutes, but the same batch size of the Guatemala espresso, we will roast in like not, I mean, Kenyan eight, nine minutes, yeah, for uh, filter. But the same batch of uh, Guatemala espresso, we can roast 10 12 minutes in total so that's uh and it will depend about the uh like uh, brightness of this espresso so if espresso is uh, super bright we can roast longer to reduce the yeah. brightness you know but uh give more balance on a cup but if uh, it will be not so bright espresso and really balanced beans like uh, not so big taste in these features like uh, super bright we will roast uh, shorter uh, and give more, uh, like it will be balanced because it is not so bright. Uh, bright. So, I mean, you cannot, uh, like choose what you will have in a cup. Like, uh, I mean, like if you reduce the brightness, you will have yeah. a lot of body, but you cannot give in the same time balance and brightness because it's kind of opposite way. If your cup is balanced, 
that mean is a really good balance and uh, the brightness is uh, like on a different way as you understand what i mean i mean like yeah. you cannot have a super bright and super balanced balance. espresso in the one time yeah yeah so and uh, for these beans like uh, for miles we actually use like 10 12 minutes higher rpm but when i say higher rpm i say like maybe 10 more 15 more yeah not yeah. like short yeah. like no i we not like do it like uh roast masters who just start to roasting they start to experiment a lot and sometimes i see uh the profiles and uh, i'm in shock they use like a filter yeah. for example like uh, they uh, i read in somewhere that you need lower rpm and they use 13 like for example mm. and uh oh. for espresso like 65 yeah. and uh, it's kind of a washing machine which is like uh, uh try uh, to dry the uh, clothes inside and uh, all the beans on the walls, you know, it's uh, kind of, uh, it's a crazy. And you, when yeah. you see it, it's... But uh, how, uh, like you, how many steps uh, are like, would you recommend to when, if you want to start with play with the... Just uh, during the rotten, you mean? Or... Uh, yeah, like uh, how, how many steps should you, like five RPMs or 10 RPMs to feel any change or... I think the five, it will be the lowest what you will uh, find. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of uh, not, uh, I mean, like uh, one RPM is also affect the taste, but you will have always different mistakes, which is, will be, uh, and different changes like preheating of the roast and, uh like uh rest of the gas in a balloon for example yeah uh yeah. different weather so these mistakes and this uh, changes will be bigger than the differences from one rpm i understand okay. and you yeah. will not uh, understand what is that is uh, this one rpm or this changes uh, so i mean like uh to find uh, the real differences between the profiles, you need to change on uh, 5 RPM at least. Yeah, mm. that's what it's, I mean. Is it, is it the same with airflow or is it larger? Uh, in my opinion, airflow is uh, kind of like uh, 10 pascals. It can be make a difference. So uh, our step is a 5 RPM and 10 pascals. That's okay. our steps, yeah. And, uh, but we yeah, not use uh, Gissen, as you know. Yeah, we use. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Work. Like this, uh, this uh, pod is just to uh, create awareness of roasting. You know, like I want to interview people with different skills on different of the and different machines, and because people uh, out there they should be able to listen to people's uh, experience. And I know you've been have a lot of experience with roasting so that's why it's been really nice to interview you about convection and conduction uh, because yeah uh, i mean like uh, if you have a question we can discuss more uh, what do you you have more questions which no question i think this is a quite of a nice story like i think uh, we have brought a lot of attention yeah. and information to the audience about con convection and conduction so philip if you if you need any comments from me about this uh, kind of uh, talk uh, or about another just yeah. uh, feel free to write me or call me and we'll speak uh, about uh, my english not so good and also like i'm not uh, practicing because i'm living in a russian speaking country and uh, the last three years i'm not traveling a lot as you know like we have corona 
But uh, for last two days, the corona is uh, not not the biggest problem for us. And uh, like now, this situation is really bad in uh, Ukraine, and uh, we feel really bad. And I just don't know how it's uh, affect our traveling or something. Uh, but uh, uh, like uh, last time I met you, like okay. it's a lot better. Okay. I think you're improving your English a lot. Thank you so much, uh, Philip. So I, I'm just go to work a little bit, and uh, I need to finish because now in Russia is at six thirty, I think. So I'm alone yeah. in the office, and I need to finish my work. Uh, keep keep on the good work, man. I'm really impressed by everything you do. Thank you so much. Let's keep in touch. If you have a question, just let me know. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Have a nice okay. day. Thank you. Have a nice evening. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, bye.